0: To, the reader readers to Let's Read Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider Man, a division of Let's Read Spider Man, a proud member of the Pace by Podcast Network. Pace by Podcast Network is home to many great podcasts. One that might interest you is a podcast about a man who tells his sob story to a superhero and the hero lets him go. And later, he sends him a message and the classifieds to meet him again. This relationship continues on and on. Listen to Tuesdays with Spidey each Tuesday at 11 a.m. on the Paste by Patreon Podcast Network.
1: So much sp- specifics of that podcast, James B., including the content. Well, <laughs> I'm glad they're there to sponsor us, I guess.
0: From April of 1987, Stanley presents Peter Parker and the Spectacular Spider-Man 125, Wrecking Havoc, written by Danny Figaro, penciled by Jim Mooney, Vince Collette, and Art Nichols,
1: inked by Rich Parker. J. Jonah Jameson is furious. According to him... The Blasted Wallcrawler has gotten himself some sort of superpowered girlfriend! Spider Woman, the same one from Secret Wars 1 who lived in Denver, is attempting to steal some computer disks from a storage room in Dexatron Labs. But in a far less eloquent way, the Wrecking Crew is also trying to steal the same disk at the same time. Spider Woman puts up a decent fight for the disks, but is defeated. The Wrecking Crew takes off with the disk leaving her unconscious.
0: We also see Thunderball constantly plotting to overthrow Wrecker as their leader in this book. Uh, Why don't we actually stop for a second here and
1: just, can you talk about the memories of the Wrecking Crew? Yeah. The Wrecking Crew is composed of Wrecker, the leader, who wears a purple mask and wields a crowbar. Bulldozer, who is a strong dude wearing a steel helmet who likes to run his head into things. Piledriver, another strong dude, has big hands. And Thunderball another strong dude who wields a wrecking ball that he can throw and will return to him like Thor's hammer. All of them derive their power from Wrecker's crowbar, which is imbued with the power equal to Thor's hammer by an Asgardian Norn queen. Pertinent information a little bit later on.
0: Yeah, while there are a bunch of low-level crooks that stumbled upon their powers, uh, Wrecker in particular is as powerful as Thor, which makes them formidable opponents. This crew did the bulk of the fighting, in Secret Wars. One, That's what we saw them the most. But Spider-Man has also battled Thunderball. Uh, that's the guy. Yeah. Um, with the, but he, he had the crowbar at the time, I think. It was most notably
1: in the story, like, the kid who collected Spider-Man. Yes, I remember that when so, he got electrocuted, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, back to our story, we then get a backstory about spider woman's involvement with a group of former villains who turned out good but then went back to being bad the freedom force instead of serving jail time for her involvement the government has been contracting her for black ops missions she fears for her daughter if she goes to jail so she continues to commit questionable acts such as stealing this disc we just talked about from the facility
0: Yeah, J. Jonah Jameson has sent Peter to Denver to get pictures of Spider-Woman doing her criminal acts. (laughs) Listeners may recall parts of Denver were also prominent in Secret Wars 1.
1: Eventually, Spider-Woman tracks down Wrecker, who is trying to visit his ailing mother, and steals the disc from him. He clobbers her before she can get away. Peter hears about the commotion on the radio and swings over. At first, he tries to stop Spider-Woman, but when she saves him from being squashed by Wrecker... He's trying to squash me. He realizes she is good. Wrecker grabs the disc, and the pair of spiders hobble off. Yeah, Spider-Man gets photos of her,
0: which he needs to sell to prevent himself from being kicked out of his apartment because he's four months behind in his rent with Mrs. Muggins. But then he destroys these photos to protect her identity. Also, you said it a minute ago, but she's a mother and we see her young daughter. I think it's important we just remind the listeners of that when we can.
1: Yes. That's why she's doing all these things. And uh, to be clear there, her mask does come off and Spider-Man takes a picture of her without her mask. Oh, thank you. Yes. Ugh. Yes. <laughs> it, w- it was a questionable moment. A, a questionable ethics uh, for Peter there.
0: Her By the way, and her mask being like literally like the equivalent of like, hey, I bought this for 39 cents. Let's put it over my (laughs) eyes with a elastic band. I mean, it's just like nothing.
1: Uh, As Spider-Woman is laying on the ground, knocked out, Thunderball wants to kill her, but Wrecker stops him and says uh, all her super buddies are going to come after them if they do that. I'm not sure the world would consider Spider-Woman a hero, let alone uh, other heroes coming to her rescue, but... It's interesting that Wrecker logics this out in this way.
0: She she has been with Freedom Force, and there's a lot of big baddies in there. So maybe he's just got a memory of that. Uh, My my issue with this is we're in Denver, where Titania and uh, the Absorbing Man, you know, could have been hanging out, too, because this is her hometown. True. And uh, the Absorbing Man, how can this guy not be part of the Wrecking Crew, right? He'd be perfect for this group. He's super powerful. <laughs> I'm just saying, he'd be good for them. I mean, they got their own you know, limo business or whatever. Let's see what happens in the next book from May of 1987. Stanley presents Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, 126, Sudden Impact, once again by
1: Danny Figueroa, Alan Kupperberg, and inked by Art Nichols and Company. The disc Wrecker and Spider-Woman were after was destroyed the last time they fought, and now Wrecker is looking to take revenge on Spider-Man and Spider-Woman. He attacks and the pair of arachnids are no match for him. They flee, and we get some past and recent developments regarding Wrecker. He has a sick mother who's guarded by the police and wants him to stop his criminal ways before she dies. And Thor took away all the power of his buddies, Thunderball, Bulldozer, and Piledriver, so they got put in jail without their powers. Wrecker laments at the complexity of his life and runs off to free his crew from prison.
0: Wrecker yeah, does debate going straight, but he knows he needs to free his partners first. He puts loyalty slightly above uh, his mom there. We also see his mom is receiving anonymous money orders from her son, but she's not cashing them. I think uh, one's like 10 grand. She's like, yeah, whatever, yeah. I'm not cashing this. So.
1: Spider-Man tells Spider-Woman they must stop Wrecker. But Spider-Woman is being called to another mission by her government handler and won't help Spider-Man for fear of jeopardizing her chance to work off her jail time. But as Spider-Woman departs, she visits Wrecker's mom on her deathbed. And Wrecker's mother gives Spider-Woman a letter for Wrecker. Spider-Woman decides she must deliver it.
0: Do you know what I don't need? If you said sympathetic villains, James B., you'd be correct. (laughs) I get it. His dad died when he was four. But I don't need all my villains to be just, oh, I feel bad. Maybe you should be a good guy. You know, and I don't want excuses either. Because you know who else had a parental tragedy? Peter Parker did. All right. So yes. I don't like I don't like where this is going at all with this guy.
1: Uh meanwhile, Wrecker springs his crew from jail only to have them turn on him by stealing their power back. But the transfer is interrupted by Spider Man crashing through a window. <laughs> Thunderball was the only one able to steal some of Wrecker's powers, so the two now uh, enemies decide they team up to kill Spider-Man. Wrecker, we may be enemies now, but before we settle our score... When Spidey and Wrecker uh, get knocked unconscious, Thunderball prepares a death blow for Spider-Man, but is stopped by Spider-Woman. Wrecker reabsorbs his power and knocks out Thunderball and Spidey, he's really taking a beating here. This is a great fight scene uh, that has many twists and turns, too, that I really enjoyed. Uh, But as Wrecker prepares the death blow, Spider-Woman gives him the letter from his mother.
0: Yeah, and he sees that it's full of all the
1: uncashed money orders, so she's definitely not approving of him. Distraught at his mother's scorn, he leaves in sadness. In the end, Spider Woman's government handler informs her that failure to complete missions will continue her indentured servitude. Peter gets a surprise when his Bugle savings account is able to pay back his rent.
0: You know, I would be like, how does he not know he has this money that's in the Bugle savings account? But I got a letter the other day about some money that I supposedly had. And it's like, you worked at one of these companies. And I'm like, mm, I'm like, actually, I did work for one of these companies. So I, uh, I found out I earned some money like 30 years ago. It was just sitting in an account I didn't know about. It's a true story. Your it's life really is
1: like a Monopoly game, James B. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very sorry for Spider-Woman. She's trapped by this very shady government handler. In fact, I'm not totally sure he is working for the government. Uh, she just wants to see her daughter, and he seems bent on keeping her from you know, winning the freedom for her to go home and see
0: your kid. Okay, Eddie, he's not a shady government handler. He's a shady villain impersonating a government handler. Ah,
1: thank uh, you, two GSP. things.
0: Yeah, one, I knew that without being told because <laughs> he's got his like you know, uh, you know, twisted mustache and his evil looks all the time. But they do tell us in one of his thought bubbles, like you know, little does she know who I really work for. You know, so it, it's in there. You just had to, you had to be looking for it. Well. The original Spider Woman, by the way, was also created to do evil things by Hydra, uh, and then she flipped on them. So it's sort of a huh. sort of a thing. Spider Woman's always working for the the wrong kind of people. So. Poor Spider Woman. Yeah. Well, that was a, a little little two parter, which really overdue with these books. We had been running through so many thank goodness, you know, one offs. Yeah. <laughs> This next book is a one-shot, but at least it's with a more interesting villain of sorts. Of course, aye, aye. as long as it's not a sympathetic villain, I'll be happy. From June of 1987, Stanley presents Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, 127. Among us lurks dot 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 a lizard by Len Kaminsky, penciled by Alan Kupperberg and inked by Alan Kupperberg
1: and Company. Some not too subtle hints lead Spider-Man to figure out that the lizard is back. But he heads to Kirk Connor's lab, where he finds the lizard, but with Connor's mind. Uh, Kurt explains that after his escapades on the Beyonder's world in Secret Wars One, in trauma from Martha, his wife, leaving him, he was able to control and change into the lizard at will. Uh, Spider-Man finds a ransom note on Connor's table, and Connor tells him the owl has kidnapped Billy and Martha and will exchange them for the formula that initially transformed Connors into the lizard.
0: Yeah, can you picture the writer of this book? They're like, who's another villain no one's using these days? <laughs> is, is anybody using the owl? They're like, uh, like, didn't he die in the Doc Ock War? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, Seen in the Daredevil book? Please. Daredevil doesn't use the owl anymore. <laughs> Sold. Hey, Spider-Man is still not trusting Kurt Connors with his identity. Always bothers me. And he's still needing to protect Billy and Martha. Same old, same old. But at least with this whole, uh, he can use Kurt's mind, we have a, finally a new twist in what seems
1: to be the same old, same old storyline. True. Connors reverts to lizard form and hunts down the owl at his rookery. Spidey follows and swoops in to save Billy and Martha as the lizard is frozen into unconsciousness. Literally frozen, two lizards, You know how he can't handle cold. <laughs> with Connor's wife and son in hand, he is unable to fight the guards or escape. That's Spider-Man. Fortunately, the lizard awakens, and with incredible speed, they both knock out all the owl's goons. Oh. 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 The lizard grabs the owl, and Spidey realizes the owl was after the formula because he had become paralyzed last time he fought... Uh, with Doc Ock, actually, is who it was. Connors barely keeps his lizard mind from killing the owl. And although everyone is fine at the end, Martha and Billy decide they still need to live apart from Kurt.
0: You can push back on me here, but this didn't feel like a Spider-Man story. It felt like book one of like the Lizard
1: miniseries. Even the close of the book was all from the Kurt Connors point of view. It was a weird book. and The first half was really not exciting for me. No joke, I set it down at least two times and it was like, I like the lizard. <laughs> like a long time ago, I really liked the lizard and then I gradually started not liking him. Uh he's just like he was a loser in the secret war segment. <laughs> that was the worst. He needed a refresh because it was just pathetic <laughs> what what role they had him doing. Uh so it was it was nice to see a character with such a long rich history, but this is so little buildup and to a reintroduction, you know, like if they wanted to do it right, why don't they give us like a claw mark on Peter's door where he's like, that's strange. You know, <laughs> like, like how long did it take for us to discover who Mary Jane was? That was a lot of anticipation that we don't get at all in this book. So too bad. Well, the lizard
0: did it because he, he loves his family. Still. He still
1: loves Martha. Same old, same old. It's true. But they're not living with him anymore. Connors, they're estranged, right? As far as I can tell, and they have been for a while.
0: Yeah. And it's really sad. Do you know why it's extra sad, Eddie? Why is that? Because it's Valentine's Day, Eddie.
1: <laughs> is it's it sweet s-
0: <laughs> Yes, it's Valentine's Day. Did you do something special for your, your
1: wife? Uh, you know, my wife and daughters, I try to keep track of them. But this is in what I like to describe as the barrage of birthdays in my household. So Valentine's Day takes a serious backseat.
0: Yes, your your older daughter had her birthday just a couple weeks ago. As yes, well, right? that's true. So, so it's okay. It's fine. Well, at least, you know, he loves his family enough to let them go and, and, and they'll come back to him. So.
1: Are you going on a romantic dinner, James B? No,
0: not at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but we did we did get a little bit of love in our emails. Oh, yeah? Would you, yeah, would you like to hear it? Yeah, for sure. Eddie, this is from Hard at Work Nick. Oh. It says, Hey, guys, it's been a while, but I'm back in the saddle again, picking up my reading and, of course, the podcast where I left off. I'm listening to you guys talk about The Amazing Spider-Man Annual 13 with Doc Ock and the ghost FBI agent, and I had to let Eddie know what a great job he did Pointing out how awesome John Byrne's art was in the book.
1: Hey, thank you, hard at work, Nick. I
0: appreciate it. (laughs) It really did elevate what could have been a fairly humdrum story. I also agree with Eddie that overall it was a well-presented annual, giving the reader something different. I know James B. would prefer for annuals to tie into the main series better instead of having this one-off feel, but I don't mind as long as it's good. This one did the job, I thought.
1: How about that, James B? Thank you, hard at work, Nick.
0: Also, he mentions that mercy bullets have got to be rubber bullets, right? Right? Question mark. And ironically, he mentions here that Spider-Woman's origin story is indeed completely insane. I don't know if it's supposed to be the... If it's back then, we're reading about Jessica Drew or reading about uh, Julia Carpenter. So it's definitely one of those two, though, because there's <laughs> only two women's in our world. So uh, He also mentions that... Uh, he is now on a new podcast called the Pyramid Presents Podcast. Ooh. So there you go. I don't know. Uh, I know he's changed formats, but he's, he's still hard at work, Nick, though. And we appreciate him taking the time
1: to write in. Yeah, thanks. Eddie, if people wanted to write
0: into us like hard at work, Nick, how could they do so?
1: Uh, you could email us at let's letsreadspiderman at gmail.com. Or click on the link in this podcast description to join our Discord channel and connect with us through social media.
0: And now it's time for the close. I'm James B. Joined by Eddie. And for listeners, that Let's Read Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, is a division of Let's Read Spider-Man, a proud member of the Pacebot Patreon Podcast Network. The Patreon Podcast Network is home to many great podcasts. One that might interest you is a podcast by The Wrecker as he tries to stay out of prison and make his mother proud as he tries to become a famous singer in Denver. Listen to He's Got Bars on the Pacebot Patreon Podcast Network each Tuesday at 3 p.m.
1: All right, he's got bars. Sounds like a great play on words for someone who is in jail. Goodbye. Goodbye. said the word rookery oh thank you james b my my yeah. mom is an avid bird watcher so these terms float around my world regularly actually
0: you also commented on spider-man and spider-woman together as the pair of arachnids
1: that's what Maybe. they are <laughs> are they are they both really arachnids spider is uh you yeah know, i, I know name. that they're not literally <laughs>
0: spiders though
1: no, that's true. But I, you know, how many different words can I say Spider Man or Spider Woman, James B? Uh, eventually,
0: <laughs> I
1: I understand. I have you're... to come up with something slightly different, right?
0: <laughs> sure, sure. I I did like seeing the uh, how Thor's powers get absorbed into the crowbar storyline. I thought that was
1: interesting. Super fascinating. I had no idea that the whole the Norse god thing was tied into Wrecker and his crew. They seem very distant, like, you know, <laughs> if you looked at them. But, yeah, like, it's it's a crazy story. And Thor comes and reabsorbs a lot of the power. Yeah. Interesting. But there was, a, there
0: was a theme throughout our three books that I wanted to just touch on at the end here. And that okay. was actually this parental theme. We had... Three times we had a, a parental situation going on. That would, of course, be the, the wrecker and his mom. Yes. We also had, you know, Kirk Connors and his own child. That's true. And, of course, we have Spider-Woman and, and, and her daughter. You're right, James B. Excellent job awesome. tying them together. Yeah, this really is a Valentine's Day show about love and, 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 and loving your children. So,
1: happy, happy Valentine's Day, Eddie. Happy Valentine's Day, James.